with another episode of Stick a Fork in It. We are virtual today with uh, Eb. So what do you think? Cereal for Summer has gone off really well so far. Yeah. Yeah. The, right? uh, the cereal party was amazing. The kids loved it. Um, even just the, the videos afterwards of them with the uh, confetti and stuff was really great. <laughs> right. And this past weekend, I know we had a all-female motorcycle club come in with all their motorcycles and um, trucks and all kinds of stuff dropping off cereal at uh, 10 Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. which, you know, so we all have all these unique, wonderful opportunities that continue going on. And um, while we were at Gulfside Elementary for our cereal party, which you can go to our social networks and see how fun it was. And then of course we have content that will be playing throughout the month. We were at Gulfside Elementary School and you'll see right here in this visual today is Mary Brown, Welcome, Mary, to Stick a Fork in It. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. So tell us about yourself, your title, and whatnot. Sure. Uh, I am the uh, program director of the Community Partnership School here in Pasco County. Um, we are housed at an elementary school called Gulfside Elementary. Um, and we bring in the wraparound services. Um, you know, all those things that, you know, many Title I teachers wish came as their, their toolbox because they often come in and, and have to do those things and teach, um, we bring. So uh, we have medical, dental, mental health, food pantry, clothing closet, uh, additional enrichment opportunities, uh, parent support. So it's just a really cool concept that you know I think many schools could benefit from. Now first back up just a little bit because I know we use this language in our world, but maybe not everyone understands Title I. Explain what a Title I school is for our communities and our region. Sure. So uh, essentially, you know, our students, their free and reduced lunch um, rate is is around 92, 93 percent on a any given day, um, which means that, you know, the, the state of Florida basically recognizes that there are additional needs that our students could have. You know, generally when you have food insecurities, um, when families may not have earlier intervention, um, preschool programs built in, um, just different things, we can anticipate that there may be a, a little more of a bumpy road down the line. Um, so they'll build in, you know, um, VPK programs. Um, they'll they'll build in um, free breakfast, uh, free and reduced lunch. Um, just a lot of pieces that come in and, and support students. But a lot of times, it's just not enough. You know, we're we're seeing that those students end up. Um, needing a little bit more uh, as far as, you know, their their shoes fitting correctly and not being too tight. You know, it, it's hard to sit in, in your seat when, you know, things don't feel right or, or you feel like maybe you don't have what everybody else in the classroom has or you didn't have breakfast that morning and there wasn't someone there to help get you off to school because they work a different shift. Um, you know, so you didn't have time to pick up breakfast and now you're sitting in your seat and, you know, you didn't get enough sleep last night. And, you know, there's there's so many factors that come into these little people that that come to us and we think they're ready to learn. They may not be right. um, because of lots of factors that went on before they even got to us that morning. Right. And I think it's so amazing that um, they're walking into a school that um, everyone is just so mindful of their every need to give them the best start possible. You know, it's so funny. Um, we had someone reach out to us at Feeding Tampa Bay via social, you know, and we are in the midst of cereal for summer right now. And they were really questioning that we were talking about cereal being a good start to the day. 
And they were questioning also the quality of foods um, presented to our kids at school. And I actually looked up Pasco County's lunch menus and I was very thoroughly impressed on the foods that are currently offered in Pasco County to all the kids in our care. Um, the menus put out there for, for parents to be able to see. My children actually went to Pasco County, so I knew it was good then. Um, they're all adults now, but I know it's been stepped up. I think it's just amazing that the care that we're putting out there, because it hasn't always been that way, has it? No, no. And and I'll tell you my background. I was a teacher for years in elementary schools. And now, even though I, I wear a different hat, um, I, still my, my favorite part of my day is my third grade lunch duty. <laughs> and, and so I see it firsthand. You know, it's kind of the, the point in my day, I take a break and I get up and I go in and I get my hugs and I see my smiles. And, you know, today was one of those days they had um, mashed potatoes and uh, turkey and a biscuit and broccoli, they had lots of fruit options. And, um, you know, we've, because we're a, a community partnership school and, and we do value our students being able to get what they need, we have um, a, a share bin is what we called. And it's a way to make sure that we have the least amount of waste when it comes to food in the cafeteria. Um, right now we do have a grant, uh, a federal grant that allows for every student in the school to get free lunch, but it has to be a complete meal. Um, so a lot of times the kids will make sure they get that milk and that, you know, vegetable and that fruit and that, that main part of their meal, but it's not stuff they, they generally will eat. Um, so as long as it is sealed and it's provided by our cafeteria, it goes into our, our share bin. Um, and the students are able to then say, you know, I'm still hungry. You know, is, is there some extra fruit I can have? Is, is there an extra veggie I can have? Um, so it, it's really a cool concept. So not only do we see the, the value in the school lunch that they have, because I tell you, we have there's there's one day in particular. You, the, it's so quiet in there. It's it's, it's ridiculous. They're you know eight year olds, and normally it's it's loud and they're talking and they have baked chicken, and they all love it like bone in <laughs> baked chicken, and, and you not hear a peep through the whole lunch. <laughs> In West Central Florida, one in four children don't know where their next meal will come from. During the summer, when school is out, accessing healthy meals becomes even more challenging for families. Feeding Tampa Bay, 10 Tampa Bay, and General Mills join together annually and help bring fun meals to start the day with Cereal for Summer. You can help us provide over 2 million meals this year by going to CerealForSummer.org. So it's, so it's so good to know, and I mean, we've been there, Feeding Tampa Bay, and our communications team, and we've brought media out to your location just to see the care given from every staff member at every level, um, not just to the kids, but the community. So tell us a little bit about the, the Community Partnership School. How did that happen? How are you there? I'll tell you, initially, um, it was really Pasco County as a school district saying, we see there's a need here. Um, and they were able to partner with UCF, who is kind of our, our parent agency where our grant comes from. Um, they have this fantastic model. It is best practices. There are standards. Um, it is very specific in, in uh, the way that, you know, we're able to help the community. It's not just what I might think or, you know, what one mom might tell me. It is truly based in research. Um, and what they did was their own due diligence during planning, and they went around and looked at a couple of different schools, and they, they picked this site in particular because not only is it a true food desert, 
Um, so most of our families are either at the Dollar General or the 7-Eleven on the corner um, to get their wow. groceries. The, the closest, um, even just, just to get to a bus route to be able to get on and go to a Publix or a Winn-Dixie um, is a mile and a half walk. Wow. Um, so it's often easier, you know, to, to be there. So not only are they not getting as, as the, the quality and nutrition that they should be getting, they're also being charged quite a bit more, you know, we right. pay for convenience. So, um, you know, between it being a food desert, there there's not a ton of businesses in the area either. So a lot of schools that you see get that support from the community. Um, we have a field of grass and horses across the street, you know, and while they're very cute and would love some of our kids, it's not that huge, um, you know, some, some of our downtown schools or our schools that are really based in the middle of a more affluent neighborhood, you know, they've got businesses pouring into them. Um, and we just didn't have that here. So the program brings those pieces in. Uh, we work as connectors to be able to bring partners in that may be a little bit further away. Uh, but one of the other great pieces is that we are on about half mile stretch with a middle school and an elementary school. So when we say we are a community school, we are, you know, we truly help the, the whole family. You know, we might have siblings at each of those schools. We work collectively with the social workers, with the school nurses. Um, you know, often the parents will start with us, you know, with their kids in elementary schools. So the trust we've built as they, they move through those other schools is really fantastic. You know, and they, they all know, you know, as those kids are now getting older and, and, you know, some may find themselves in situations where, you know, they're 18 and, you know, should be able to provide for themselves. I mean, we have we have some students who are, are more on their own and they come and pick up boxes from us and, and right. frequent our food pantry. So it's really neat to be able to be in elementary school that we're based at, but truly serve the whole community. And every, everyone knows each other. I've, I've noticed that, you know, that, that you're really, you refer to yourselves as the hub and that's because you truly are for all ages. Of We've met a grandmother uh, that comes in and helps provide for her family there um, and takes care of her grandchildren uh, through the food bank. But what else is under that roof in the hub, specifically beyond the Feeding Minds Food Pantry? Beyond that, we, we have a YMCA program here that normally wouldn't have been. Um, most Costco County schools have place programs. They realized there was a, a need for more. You know, when we talk about, you know, some of our students come in at kindergarten and they didn't have those early intervention uh, resources of going to a true preschool um, or VPK. So when they come to us, it's, it's another one of those best practices, research-based program that they come in and the YMCA works collectively with us to make sure that they're aligning curriculum. You know, students get tutoring, they get homework help, uh, they get that additional, you know, snack at, at the end of the day. So it's it's more comprehensive than going to a place program or going home, you know, to an empty house. Um, we also have additional uh, tutoring and um, I mean, all kinds of enrichment programs. So everything from um, art and reading clubs to yoga to theater um, that are all provided by our, our partners. So the South Holiday Library, Centennial Library. Um, we have uh, grants that come down through Pasco County Schools that because they know this is a particular um, area of importance and that we do have additional staff and supports, we'll often go after grants that maybe some of the other schools wouldn't be able to, and it'll bring in reading programs for our lowest 15% of you know, um, students in ELA. So uh, it, it's really great. We also have a, 
uh, Parent Resource Center. So we have technology available if parents need to come in and you know nowadays everything is technology based so those volunteer applications to be able to come in and, and work and or or go on a a a field trip with your student you know it's not paper based anymore you know right um right. To, to fill out that free or reduced lunch form um, to, you know, there, there's so many pieces that we take for granted that someone should be able to do. Um, and we've got iPads, we've got laptops available. Um, we can help walk wow. them through even more advanced pieces like uh, resume or, or job finding. We have navigators from our partners um, at Baycare and at Premier that come in and they are true community navigators. So if it is social security benefits, if it is uh, mental health options, if it's finding a job um, or resources in the in the meantime with rental assistance or utilities, they're here to help walk them through those, uh, those, those applications because while you have a need, it, it can be extremely stressful and it may not be your area of expertise to go through websites and try and find these pieces and submit applications. And these are people that walk with you while you're, you're going through those pieces. Right. That's a, Which it, it just sounds like everybody needs, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's a term I hadn't heard before, but I, I think that that's a really crucial term is a community navigators. I mean, we have, you know, we have uh, programs where we help people get signed up for things like SNAP and, you know, housing applications and stuff. But you're right. I mean, even just, you know, uh, having someone help you get the help that you need is so crucial. You know, even if the help is there, you may not know how to go mm -hmm. about it. So community navigators, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a great what a great phrase what a great term and the hub mm -hmm. i mean as she keeps describing the things what a great we talk about we're the hub mm -hmm. for hunger relief right mm -hmm. it, it's such an easy word just this little three little word <laughs> hub. people get it yeah. when you say it right yeah. so when we were over for the party you and i were sitting and talking and you had mentioned this story interesting on how i know there's very technical ways to measure success mm -hmm. um and you guys have your way to collect data but it was a personal way that you measured measured success by some of the health care that the kids have been receiving over the what five years that you've been there now. Yes. Um, can you share that? Because I thought it was just so interesting and really heartfelt, to be honest, in, a, in thinking about it. Absolutely. So uh, one of the pieces I haven't talked about quite yet is um, we do have a school based health center here. Um, it's been about three years since it was created, um, and it was a huge undertaking for Pasco County to not only say this is important, but then agree to renovate a piece of their building for for community health. Um, so our students come in and they they have access to uh, mental health services, everything from big brothers, big sisters, like mentoring all the way to uh, case management and, you know, one-on-one -on -one therapy. Um, they also have uh, air and peace services. We do a lot of um, allowing not only parents access to uh, physicals and immunizations that are needed quick and free, um, but we also provide dental. And I believe that's what you're talking about. Um, one of our first programs we brought in was uh, Premier um which is a federally qualified health center said you know what to get started we can start providing the dental care that your students need um and you know what's really neat about where we're at in the process now um, after being here for five years is that a lot of our students started as kindergartners and are now at that you know fourth and fifth grade range and you know, when you have your own child, you, you realize those markers of, okay, we need to start 
dental health at this time, you know, and then we're every six months, we're going to keep going back and keep going back. And, you know, when you're getting those dental cleanings and someone is, is keeping an eye on those, you know, spots that might seem like they might need something down the line, um, when they're talking about dental health and why your teeth and your gums, you know, are so important and how they can affect other pieces, you know, it's, it's in the forefront of your mind. Well, a lot of our students, that was a piece that they weren't getting. Um, not only were they not getting the why, but they just weren't, it, it wasn't a piece, they had never been to the dentist. They weren't getting those cleanings or the fluoride treatments or sealants. So a lot of our students who were kindergartners um, when we first began have been with us, you know, for four or five years now and being able to see what dental care on the right schedule based on recommendations from a pediatric, you know, dentist with care that is 20 minutes and they're back in class. So they're not losing minutes in the classroom. Their parents aren't having to leave work. Um, it, it, all of those pieces at once, we're now finally at the point of, of almost like a longevity study where um, we have the, a, a dental bus through Premier that comes in that does a little more, um, I hate the word invasive, but in, in depth. Um, mm -hmm. So they, you know, they can do x-rays, they can really see what's going on beyond just, you know, a quick, oh, it's a cleaning, things look great, you know, let's keep moving. They also always assess for um, the need for antibiotics. You know, we'll have students who haven't had dental care and will have abscesses or, um, you know, teeth that they need root canals on. And so, you know, in the past years, especially when we started, we always had um, a, a pretty significant amount of students whose recommendation was we need to call in antibiotics you know, to, to be able to get this child comfortable, to be able to get them healthy and be able to get them to a place where we can start doing something about this too. Um, this was the first year that when the dental bus came, um, we had zero students wow. needing antibiotics. Wow. And wow. it was- that amazing? It was, yeah, that's really awesome. It was a huge moment because I think at times we do get bogged down in the data you know, we've got our infographics of how many students right. we served and, but to really be able to see over time Results. that because every six months, these students have been coming and like we said, it's 20 minutes out of their day. Right. Not one of our students gets upset. They don't get anxious because they're not going to a scary office and having to sit there and, you know, this is a quick, they come in, they're smiling, they say hi to all of us because, you know, somebody's the yoga lady, somebody's the lunch lady. <laughs> right, right. It's not but, scary. But think of the mental, like, first of all, the full circle level of care, okay, that just I think about, right? So you're taking the fear and the stigma away from all of these things. Um, food insecurity, um, mental health issues, physical health, dental. No one's going to be afraid to go to the dentist. This isn't just a few kids. This is an entire yes. community that's being served and, and um, addressed in such a dignified and respectful and caring way, right? This is a whole community mm -hmm. being taken care of like this. Like this is a, a game changer in our community. Access to nutritious food is a proven pathway to better health, and BayCare stands beside Feeding Tampa Bay in the fight against hunger by providing access to healthy choices through our Feeding Minds School Pantry program, their healing bags, and now the Health Education Center on site at our food bank. Food does equal health. So we have the hub and we have, we have Elementary. Elementary. Is there other schools and environments like this in our state? 
So we do have um, 28 sister programs at this point in time. Um, like I said, UCF is the hub for this model. Um, and we we now span from Pensacola to Jacksonville, all the way down to Miami-Dade and across both wow. coasts. Um, because, you know, the, the dynamics of each community may be very unique and different, um, but there are still basic needs that families, communities, children, even, you know, our, our teachers will yes. always have. Um, so that's why this model is so fantastic. You know, mm -hmm. each community is able to make it what they need it to be. Um, but there are still, like you said, some of those basic um, continuity of care pieces that are always there. You know, the best practices, pieces that are research-based, that our students, our, our parents, our families, our community, you know, still are going to always need to be able to come in and, you know, whether it's the student coming in and being able to be successful and, and, and feel like they can, you know, have their, their best self present and ready to go for the day. Um, or if it's, it's for the parent to feel like they can be successful without having to feel like other parts of, of their life might, you know, have to take a hit for it, you know, as a parent myself. I know if I needed to take my kids to the dentist, you know, on a normal, you know, day, I would have to take off. I would have to get them out of their classrooms. I would have to bring them, you know, and then you're creating other stressors in that work-life balance. You know, so for many of our parents, um, it, it is a huge piece of us saying, listen, there is no judgment here. We know this is a difficult balance. So we are going to take that piece off, off the table. It's not a worry anymore. Your kiddo gets seen, they get the care they need. Um, you can go and do what you need to do to either, you know, get to school yourself, uh, be able to get to, to work and, you know, be able to provide. And your kid goes right back to class, you know. So, and, and it's having that staff that we go as far as making sure that, you know, we are very um, intentional about when that child would come in, even though it's just 20 minutes, you know, because we are embedded in the school and Premier allows us to do the scheduling, we make sure that that child, if that's a child that, you know, struggles in math, they're not getting pulled out during math. You know, if it's a child who absolutely needs that recess session to get that energy out and, and movement, you know, they they are not being pulled during that time. So, you know, it's it's great as a former teacher and a mom, you know, to, to really see it goes even that far, that it is truly what is best for those students, for, you know, the school, for the parents. Um, it's it's a really cool model. And, you know, it's, it's exciting that I get to be a part of it and that each year, you know, like with the dental piece, you know, we grow and we see growth. Um, you know, we've now had a Feeding Minds food pantry um, for, we're in our second year right now. And to see that we continue to, to show growth in, in what we're able to provide, how we can provide it intentionally, um, how we can reach more families where they're at. I mean, it, it is really neat that each year that it's just more growth. Well, I will tell you, we were all together. We met all of the children because we got to see everyone in the entire school. And I'm a mom. Of three boys, so you can imagine, um, energetic football playing boys, and I—I I don't know if, if you'll agree. You can, of course, share your own opinion. They were well behaved. They were kind when we asked them to do things and prompted them. And we're talking uh, pre-K all the way up to fifth grade. We spent the morning, um, even adding a little sugar. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, confetti. and confetti and <laughs> confetti and getting them to yell uh just the most amazing group of well-balanced wonderful children and of course the leadership there as well um you guys are doing an amazing job and i i this is one thing that um, my personal opinion is this is how we change our world and this is uh, this is steps in the right direction um ev what do you think i think that this is you know a perfect example of what, something that we always talk about which is meeting people where they are you know like you find the things that like one one of the reasons that you know we have uh the school pantry program of feeding minds is that it makes it easier for parents to get what they need you know it's where mm -hmm. the parents are already going it's where the kids already are during the day and what you guys have done is essentially you know expand those services far beyond just food into everything else that you need and have it all in one place and i think that you know, like you said, that does make it make the lives of the people that you're helping so much simpler, so much easier. Right. And richer. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Mary, thank you so much for joining us, helping share your work, your amazing and wonderful work. Um, and we are just so proud and thankful to partner with you. And I promise you I'm coming to visit once again. You guys are welcome anytime. <laughs> that was that was one of the best mornings we have had in a long time you know you you get into this because you love it and the last two years we haven't been able to do a lot of those things and i tell you what to see a lot of the, the smiles not only on the kids faces but the teachers faces looking at you like oh i remember this i remember this this is why we're here too you know this is the rewarding piece um we all left feeling so like cup full um, you know, it, it was fantastic. You know, those are the Very bowlful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And at that, friends, you can help spill a cereal bowl as well. Cerealforsummer.org. We're in the midst of it. Mary Brown, the hub, Gulfside Elementary is one of our magical Feeding Minds partners, and they are changing lives. Thank you, Mary, for being on Stick a Fork in it. We will see you again soon. And thank you for doing God's work because, girl, it is what you do. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.